Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Hey listeners, it's Mark Bird again. I'm here with Journey Living in the studio once again with Shannon Meyer. Shannon, welcome to the studio and are you ready? Hey Mark, I am so ready. I'm so excited to be back in the studio with you today and all of our listeners coming to us today and just being able to share the Word of God with everybody and just delving into today's topic, which I know, Mark, every single one of us, all of us listening and talking probably have some kind of issue in their life with this very topic. Yeah, and Shannon, when I saw the title, I got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of us uh, have a problem with our mouths. So if you are one of those people and you're like, oh, I don't want to hear about this, you might just want to go ahead and tune us out. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> today we are going to be talking about the words that come out of our mouth, what we listen to, what comes out of our mouth, and what then goes back into our body. So, Mark, I would just love to dig into um, some scripture but it's in Psalm 107. I just love the title of that chapter in and of itself that says, Let the Redeemed Say So. Ooh. So many times um, we use our mouth as a weapon. But how many times do we use our mouth as a powerful tool to defend or defeat the enemy? We'll use it as a weapon to hurt our family members, those Ooh. we love. How many times will we open our mouth and just say what the word says? You know, it's, I think about Jesus in the desert. The devil took him away and he was taken into the wilderness and he only spoke truth. Wow, he, he did. He did not argue. He did not um, think about things. He just says, it is written, it is written, it is written. So today I want to just talk about our mouths, our words that come out of our mouth and where that leaves us. Mark, have you ever gotten in trouble for your mouth? Um Probably only a few thousand times. Yeah, that's all. I know. I, I'm, I tend to say things and then it's like toothpaste. Think of it this way, you guys. It's toothpaste. The words that come out of our mouth are just like toothpaste. Once they're out, you can never put them back in. And a lot of us will kind of cover with, oh, I was just kidding. Yeah. But in, you know, in truth, um, we've said something. And you can literally watch someone be wounded by the slashing of words. So... I think for many of us um, that have either been called to do something, um, I know on the platform, let's say you're, you're a pastor, Mark, um, I'm a speaker. Many of us, I just want to start from back in the days of Moses when God um, asked him to do something. And Moses had all kinds of excuses why not to speak on God's behalf. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it got him in trouble with the Lord because, you know, what his mouth said is, I can't do that. Right. I mean, and so can't isn't really in God's vocabulary. And here's the thing we learned from that lesson in scripture, Shannon, is can't is not acceptable <laughs> coming out of our mouth when speaking to God. Because if God says, hey, I want you to do this, guess what? That means I'm equipping you. Yeah to do this. And yeah, you may not be able to do it in your own strength, but guess what? I'm giving you the power to do it. 
Right. And, you know, I think we are real quick to be able to, off the tongue, say something that's harsh, abrasive, or slanderous. But when God asks us to do something, how quick are we to say, oh, no, 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 God, I, I can't do that. You know, maybe he may be asking you to go bless somebody. He may be asking you to go speak to somebody or pray for somebody. You're like, oh, no, I'm not a good prayer person. And yet we'll use our tongue or our mouth to say things. We'll talk about politics. We'll talk about what's going on in the world, what you think about your neighbor, what you think about your in-laws. You know, we're, we're quick on the fly with our tongue. But when God calls us, mm. We all are just backpedaling. And it, it, it makes me think of Jeremiah. When God calls Jeremiah, it's found in Jeremiah 1. And he says to him, you know, he, he wants, he's a prophet. Right. And Jeremiah says, do not say, um, I am a youth, because wherever I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. Jeremiah is in this rebuttal with God. God is calling him. And Jeremiah's like, no, 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 I'm young. And the same was with Moses, too, when God calls him. He, I love what he says is, who made your tongue hmm, that stutters? Right. Because didn't Moses say, well, I am a man that stutters and common knowledge, you know, today, common terms. He, he stuttered. And God's like, you know what? Who made the tongue that stuttered within your mouth? So wow. I think many times we're quick on the fly, like I said, to kind of give everybody our opinions or facts or whatever, fake news, whatever you want to say. But when God calls us to be used, what do we do? Do we cower back? So I want to dig into that today. I want you to think about your words, your tongue, and how you use them. Because what we speak is so incredibly powerful for both the negative and the positive. So as we are encouraged to speak life, so what the scripture tells us is to speak life. So it takes the same amount of energy. It takes the same members, mm -hmm. if you will. It takes air in our lungs. It takes our same vocal cords, our same breath, right? Everything. But um, it's a choice, Shannon. It's a choice to speak life or death. And the scripture teaches us in Proverbs that... The power of life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so life and death resides in our tongue, Shannon. I'm so reminded of James, the book of James, uh, and he talks about this. And so I guess for, for a part of me says, well, I'm thankful that James felt the need to write this to the whole church because obviously <laughs> the whole church struggles with this very concept, but yet it's a, it's a rebuke. Mm -hmm. I feel like Shannon, and it causes us to think about what's coming out of our mouth. So this is James chapter three. Uh, and I'm going to start in verse two, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, right? What comes yeah. out of our mouth? Uh, he is a perfect man. Well, guess what? I'm sorry, Shannon. <laughs> None of us you know, are. It's, it's funny because that word perfect, we do read that and we, we think about the word perfect, but it literally means uh, mature there. Mm -hmm. uh, he is a mature man, uh, also able to bridle the whole body. So in other words, if you can control your tongue, you can bridle your whole entire body. But he goes on to say in verse three, indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Again, if, if we control the horse's mouth, if you will, right. then we can control their whole body. But it says, look at the ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder whenever the pilot desires. Even so the tongue. Here we go. Verse 5. 
the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. Okay, great analogy here. I love it that James speaks in this analogy. Well, we all can relate to a forest fire, which mm-hmm. what starts with a little spark, right? turns into a, a little fire, and then it spreads and it burns down a whole forest. And then verse six is where I want to land on this. Uh, Shannon, it says, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body. And I think that's really where we're kind of getting at today, Mm -hmm. Shannon, I feel like Um, that tongue of ours, and I'll, I'll say myself here, that tongue of ours can defile our whole body and it sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. Wow. Yeah, is that ever bold? That is that is some strong words. And I was just looking through some other versions here. Even in the message, it goes on to say in seven, this is scary. So this is, I love that it's saying, like, this is real scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never done. The tongue runs wild. A wanton killer. Mm. Have you ever thought about the words you use as a killer, because you can literally murder someone with your words. I know um, I'm working with quite a few people from young to old right now. A lot have suicidal ideations, many people wanting to take their lives. And it's here. It's so much of it comes from what someone has told them, what they have been taught. Um, One of the things in my curriculum that I'm teaching and working through is who told you that and working through those Mm. lies. And I just, just left a young lady before we even came in to record. And it's just wanting to check out of life because all of her life, she's been told something that is a complete lie. And now it is literally becoming the one thing that wants to take her life and just trying to get her to understand that this is the lie of the enemy. And she thinks she'll just be better off not here. And we go through this over and over about those are words that someone spoke to you that planted a seed. And then as we continue to believe the lies of the enemy, it's just like dropping a seed in your garden or in in the farm field. It will take sprout and it will then yield a harvest. And I can't remember what one kernel and someone can correct me, but I want to say there's like 360 kernels on an ear of corn. I might be totally wrong on that. But one kernel um, dropped in the dirt will produce 360 plus kernels on a cob. Wow. Just one word. And so I, I, this, this verse, I'm so glad you went to James three. Because we do know, we know a forest fire can be annihilated, a whole community can be, you know, burnt to the ground by um, a candle, a thrown out match, a thrown out cigarette, but it doesn't come in as a torch. Right. I don't think um, the torch is lit until it's the one word has first been dispersed. And then what I see in today's time with social media, especially, it's like there might be a little ember burning but then you've got all these other people giving their two cents in it Mm. and so they are waving the flame wow fanning the flame fanning the flame yeah of the ember and it just causes this tremendous forest fire a tremendous um wave of destruction by one or two words and i think we just have to be very mindful of uh, you know it kind of goes back to the old adage if um you don't have anything nice to say 
don't say anything. That's so true, Shannon. And I just think um, we have to be cautious. And then it goes on to say there in James that, you know, you bless and curse out of your mouth. That can't both happen. You, you either have to be one or the other. And I think even I'm going to talk to the church family here. We can get so spiritual in our words and talk about the sin of others and God says this, Jesus says this, there is no condemnation mm. in me. So if you're trying to win someone over or they're caught in their sin, remember that Jesus was so kind. I think of the woman caught in the act of adultery. He doesn't say anything to her. He gathers her and writes in the ground. He says something in his language. We don't know what he says in the ground that he right. writes in the sand, but he talks to the Pharisees. You know, those of you who are without sin, you throw the first stone at her because none of us are without sin. Right. So who are we to point our fingers and give harsh word to others? I like uh, what verse eight says here, Shannon. I think it's worthy of pointing out. Uh, and again, this is New King James, and your version may be slightly different, but it says, no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison goes back to the analogy that you shared or the little cliche that we've heard. Yeah. Like if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all, because if it's not good, it is what is described here as poison. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't touch, we wouldn't touch a snake if we saw it coming up to us. Right. So nor would you squeeze venom into someone's body to kill them. I mean, think about it. And it's the same as, um, I just use this analogy, um, with someone I was counseling, um, if I gave them poison in a cup, they have a very difficult person in their life and they just beat them with a battering ram on mm. their words. And, and we were just talking about how to cope with that. And it's like drinking poison when you take that in. It's so one of the things you can, you have to sometimes love people from afar. So I want to talk to the person <laughs> right now that's struggling with, a very difficult person that is just um, heinous in their words, that's just very vile. God will take care of them, but here's our responsibility. You can't continue to stay in the firing line. And I think, you know, they were, they were yelling to Jesus, crucify him, crucify him. And, and even the leaders like, what do you have to say for yourself? Jesus says nothing. Right. He never defends himself. And there is a part, and I'm learning this, it's best sometimes just to not say anything. Right. Not that you shouldn't defend yourself and then allow or enable that kind of behavior. But I know there's also great w wisdom in the Proverbs about when you return or speak to a foolish person. Um, I think it's a proverb that says, if you return words to a foolish person, you'll just get um, kicked in the shins. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's true. It's like, you're just going to get more back. So, so think about the person you're talking about. I always think this and teach this a lot about the common denominator. If that person is always ranting, raving, gossiping, one, you're not exempt, mm -hmm. but don't take it so personal because consider the source. You know what I mean? I do, Shannon. You know, I, I think about this because you brought up this, you know, the little cliche or whatever. Uh, and there's a, another little ditty that comes to my mind here. And, and we've all heard it as children, whatever. Well, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me or harm me. However, you heard that before. But that is so un 
true. <laughs> so not true. <laughs> so not true. And you know what, Shannon? I think every listener, you and I included, Shannon, can sit there and say, hey, do you remember when so-and-so said something that hurt you? Mm-hmm. And Shannon, it might have been 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Oh, yeah. And guess what? You still remember it verbatim. Yes, absolutely. Because those words were released Mm-hmm. And they hurt you. And so it's kind of described as a fiery dart, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know. Uh, and God said, put on your whole armor of God that you may be able to extinguish the darts of the fiery darts of the wicked one. Mm-hmm. And they come through the tongue almost all the time. Well, and I think Satan, we know he's the father of lies. Right. So he he can't tell the truth. So think of that. He's not creative. So he's got to borrow. <laughs> he's not creative at all. He has to borrow what what has been already been said. And he also will take something from the word of God and twist it. Don't don't think that Satan doesn't know scripture. Oh yeah. Way back 2000 years ago when he tempted Jesus, he was using scripture and and twisting it for Jesus to throw himself off, you know, um the great city to to make turn this this rock into bread and it, it was there that he knows what he's talking about but he twists it he oh, knows yeah. you have to remember satan was a fallen angel and he's also the um angel of music yes so he was the most beautiful so satan now has become this evil demise of ugly putrid he is going he has nothing nice to say nope so if you're thinking, is this of the devil or if this is of God? If it's ugly, I guarantee you it's of Satan. Guaranteed. Right. God does not speak um, ill will about us. Even if we're in our sin, what did Jesus say? When he met people that were sinning, he would just simply say, go and sin no more. Right. You know, even the woman at the well, he knew that she had five husbands and the one she was with. Still wasn't a husband. And he doesn't condemn them. He doesn't say, oh, my gosh, you blew it. What was wrong with the first husband you had? Or the girl, you know, caught in adultery. You know, he's not yelling, you fornicator, you adulteress. The church people did that. Right. And so we have to be so cautious in our words. And I have found myself just quieting myself, especially around talkative people, because the more people talk, and I've learned this in my day job, the more people talk, the more they tend to embellish, right, <laughs> the more they exactly. tend to lie. So oftentimes I'll just sit quietly and, and mm. be like, I'm just going to let you carry on right, and, and speak what you want to speak. But how, how do we know, Mark, how do we know what to say when we don't know what to say? That is so good. I, I wanted to share this. This thing came to my mind, Shannon, as I was listening. And uh, a lot of times on the street, and it was funny, I was just training a group of young people earlier this week uh, how, to, how to share their faith. And I said, you know, it's interesting that you will know most times within five to ten seconds of meeting someone, you'll know where they stand. Oh, yeah. And what I'm talking about is you'll know where they stand with Christ, with God. And how will you know that? Well, you'll know by what comes out of their mouth, mm-hmm. obviously, because, and we're going to look at this scripture in just a second, but it's interesting uh, because all you have to do is listen for just a few seconds, Shannon, and they will reveal exactly where they are. And the, the Bible backing to this is found in Matthew chapter 12, 
And it's interesting because you guys have probably all heard uh, that, you know, you'll know them by their fruits, right? You've all kind of heard that. I want to, I want to read that, but I want to read it in context with what we're talking about today. And that is Matthew 12, verse 33, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad for a tree is known by its fruit. And I love this because I can, I can read a statement like this from the Lord, you know, in the word Shannon, and I can always ask, okay, Lord, well, how, or well, why, you know, I can always read that statement and go, well, and Jesus always goes on and explains it. And he does here. (laughs) It's it's a little shocking, but verse 34, his answer starts like this. You brood of vipers, (laughs) right? You being evil, speak good. How can you being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about when you encounter people, they could be a total stranger and you'll know right away, Shannon, I run into people on the streets and if in five to 10 seconds, they just start cussing, Mm -hmm. that tells me out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now they're going to either, like we're talking about, they're either going to pour out poison or they're going to pour out goodness. Right. And it's, it's one or the other, but here, here's what he says going on in verse 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of evil treasure brings forth evil things. It's really pretty simple, but last two verses I want to read, it really brings it down to brass tacks, Shannon. It brings it down to what you said earlier. Uh, This is where it gets real. In verse 36, but I say to you, this is Jesus in red letters, that for every idle word that men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you'll be condemned. That's so good, Mark. And I I think about the day of judgment. And I really question um, as believers, you know, are we, I love what you said in its scripture, what comes out of our heart. Yeah. It's that our, what's coming out of our mouth is truly, truly what's in our heart. And I say this almost every week, you can church this up, you Mm. can cover it up, you can study it up. But listen, I I know people that don't have a lot of theological background may know a scripture too. There's a guy in our church that, um, heavy drug addict, just, and and matter of fact, was um, overdosed and was brain dead. And uh, our church prayed over him. He came literally back to life in the hospital. This young man has not had a ton of church. You can, I just know he hasn't, but I look at him and I think that is a true transformation and everything that comes out of that guy's mouth now is so absolutely beautiful. It's the word of God, the word of God, and he's always speaking life into people. To look at him, he's tatted from head to toe. You can tell that he um, had a a colorful life, let's say, before (laughs) Jesus. Um, And I, you know, in that outward appearance, like if you met him in a dark alley, you might be afraid of him. You'd be like, wow. But man, as soon as this guy opens his mouth, he spews nothing but beauty, love, grace, and goodness. And I think, too, what, what... the, the other side of that, where you talk about you brood of vipers, where Jesus is like, you think you've got it together. Yeah, you, you look really nice in your church clothes, but the stuff that comes out of your mouth is nothing of me. 
and to do a heart check. So I think we have to be mindful. And I, I catch myself often, and I'm like you, Mark. I'll listen to a person for a couple minutes, and right away I can tell <laughs> who is controlling that heart because what is in your heart will come out of your mouth. But I also, as we end with this, think about remember that what comes out of your mouth defiles you. Ooh. And so many times I think when we lash out with words, you think you're hurting the other people. No, scripturally, it says you will defile yourself. So whatever is coming out of your mouth will truly make you sick. So think about those words, thinking about what is coming um, out of your heart or what is coming out of your mouth is truly what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. Why don't you close us out, Mark, with some good wisdom for our mouth? Yeah, I love that because what I'm going to share, I think, is practical. I think it's super practical, Shannon. And I want to end with this, obviously, for the day. But this comes out of Philippians 4. And this is the practicality to what we're saying. Because, Shannon, we always we always have, okay, here's the scripture. Here's yeah. what the scripture says. But let's talk about realness. If you find yourself, because let's be honest, Shannon, I've said many times, I've said something out of my mouth and I said to myself, where did that come from? Well, it came out of my heart because everything that we say does. But here's how to change what's in your, what if you find yourself, Shannon, what if somebody's listening today and they're like, I just can't stop my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do I do? Here's the key. Philippians four, verse eight. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now you might go, well, meditate. Well, guess what it does? It gets them in your heart. Yeah. If you're continually thinking about these good things, these things of good report, these virtuous things, if you're continually thinking about righteous, good stuff, mm -hmm. Shannon, your heart will start to believe it. Yeah. It will start to understand it. And then what comes out is the things that you've been thinking about that you've been meditating on. Sure. And now when that mouth opens, those things will start to come out. And guess what they're doing? They're giving life not only to yourself, mm -hmm. but they're going to start giving life to those around you. That's so good, Mark. I think that's a great place to end today. Well, we just want to thank all of you who have tuned in today to Journey Living. This is an incredible topic, and uh, we will continue on because I think there's a lot to say about our words. There's a lot to say, a lot of truth that I think if, if one thing we need to all work on is our mouth. So hope you all have a great day. Thanks for tuning in with Mark and I, and we'll see you back here next week on Journey Living. Uh -huh.